You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses. Let's dive into this episode. All right, everybody, welcome to this episode. I'm really excited. We have a special guest on today. She is a student of mine, a fellow Canadian, a friend. We love jamming about online business. Welcome to the show, Danny Page. Hey, Gemma. So pumped to be here. So excited to have you. My husband knows your name because he like does all of our back end, like bookkeeping and things like that. And literally without fail, every time your name comes up, he's like, ah, oh, such a good name. Like Danny Page, Danny Page. So it's like saying it with like a weird dance and a little, a little flip at the end of uh, your name. It's just like, I feel like you should be like, you're already a celebrity in the online business world, but you should be like an actress or something. You're so funny. You said that. You're like, you need to have both names. Every time you say my name, it's like Danny Page. It's not just Danny. It always has to be Danny Page. I'm like, that's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Danny, for those who might not be familiar with you and your work, you are a copywriter. You have grown an incredible like freelancing business. Do you want to just tell folks a little bit how you came to do this work? For sure. So I think a lot of people maybe even listening can relate to this, that I absolutely loathed my nine to five job. And I had a lot of teacher friends actually. And every summer I would just get so jealous of them. They were off for the summer, always planning their trips. And I'm like, I need that lifestyle. And so I ended up finding some entrepreneurial groups on Facebook. And I just kept seeing the word copywriting and I had no idea what it meant at the very beginning. And I just kept seeing this word. So kind of went down the rabbit hole of, of copywriting, figured it out, learned absolutely everything I could about it. And I actually gave myself six months to study it and learn it and quit my nine to five. And I remember getting my very first blog post um, like project, which I definitely don't write those anymore, but I got this project for $35 and I think it took me like hours to write it. So it was a terrible hourly wage. But I remember thinking, like, if one person is willing to pay me for my skill, I know that there's more people out there. And that was really the only motivation I needed. I think the following week, I, I quit my, my nine to five, which I don't know if I totally recommend that to everyone. But um, that was kind of my path. And I ran with it. I'm super, super grateful for how that all worked out for me. Yeah, I think when you get that first sale of something online, whether it's a service, a little digital product, like it could be a $7 thing, whatever it is. It's not that it's obviously going to change your bank account, but it unlocks in your mind. Oh my gosh, this is a real thing. Like there is a real possibility here of building a business on the internet, however that looks. And so, yeah, I can totally relate to, to that level of excitement. Yeah. Just the validation that I needed. Right. 
Exactly. So mm-hmm. you built up a copywriting business, a lot of like one-to-one services that you were providing. And I know that later in your business development, you created a course, right? Because you've been in my programs in course creator school and in the passive project, and you've used a lot of the strategies I teach around creating courses and launching and that kind of thing. So what made you make that decision of maybe like transitioning into selling digital products? Yeah. So I remember a very specific moment. It was a couple of years ago and I was totally booked out for my one-to-one clients. I was booked out like six plus months. And I think at first glance, like that probably looked really great. I had clients, I had, I had actually hit six figures in my first year. And so many things I'm super grateful about, but I also remember thinking that I was like doing the math on my next six months and the income, realizing that it wasn't scalable. Like I was totally capped those next six months. They were already booked off and that's all I was going to make for the foreseeable future. Right. And I was also busting my ass to get myself there. And so I remember like looking back and I actually kind of felt like I had put myself back. It like worked myself back into my nine to five, even a little bit. And that was really my light bulb moment. So I was like, I need to really switch my business model and you know, start that one-to-many um, group or some sort of pr- um, program to to really help me become more scalable. And what was the first digital product that you launched? My like first legit one was through Course Creator School with SalesPage Prep School. I did actually, though, prior to that, create a mini product that surprisingly did very, very well. It's been on the market for a couple of years now, the email closer, um, and I still get... Um, it it's been helping me grow my email list for sure. Yeah. So that's cool. It can act like a, it's like a lower ticket gateway offer that people can buy from you for under a hundred bucks, get a sense of like Danny and yep. her style, and then it, they can go on next to something higher ticket. Exactly. I definitely did not make income off of it um, for all the ads that you needed to run, but it did help me grow my list. And are you still running ads. ads to that or have you stopped that for now? No, no, I stopped that. Um, it's it's kind of just um, organic, but it it does still bring some people in for me. Very cool. Okay, so you launched Sales Page Prep School, which is yeah, the you're at this time anyway, your like signature offer, um, and did that kind of using the Course Creator School program. So what was your original? Do you remember like what your original goal was with that launch in terms of like? either income or a number of students you wanted to get in, or was it just about building it and seeing what the launch was like? Yeah, I think it was, honestly, it was more the latter. My original goal was just to launch it and like get it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, that was a feat in itself, just putting it out there. Um, And once I've launched it, I've kind of added more to it each time. Like the very first launch was my beta launch, I was able to get like a handful of founding member students in. And then my next launch, I just did like email campaigns. It was totally minimal viable launch emails to a sales page. And that was a feat for me. Um, and then the next time I added the live webinar um, and then I doubled the price. And, you know, so each time I'm kind of adding more bells and whistles. I want to like run ads next time and get some affiliates in as well. So but yeah, just starting small and kind of getting it out the door, it was a big feat. Um, and then I've just added to it each time. Yeah, I love that. And I love the idea of layering on the strategies as you go, because I think people can get 
very bogged down in thinking, oh crap, the launch, you know, okay, not only am I going to create this course, but if I need to do a launch that has 22 emails, a live webinar, a three-day challenge, some sort of like SMS thing or a DM strategy or like having, I don't know, the right widgets on the sales page or whatever that looks like. It can be really overwhelming really quickly. And I think what you did was perfect, which is like, let's get the thing out there. Let's make sure it's validated. People actually want to buy this offer, build it out because that's no small thing to like create the actual product. It drives me nuts actually when people are like, create your online course in a weekend like you can't actually build out your online course in a weekend. It's going to take a little yeah. more time than that. So let's be a little more realistic yeah. about it. But then the beautiful thing is now you have this incredible program and product that people have loved. And now you can have fun in terms of layering on those strategies and getting creative with what your launches look like. Exactly. That's just it. Like I fear that I would have maybe not launched it if I wanted to do all of those things right off the get-go. And now I am layering in the SMS text and that sort of thing, which has been super cool, which yeah, I don't think would have happened if I was trying to do it all at once. Yeah. So how many students to date do you know have gone through sales page prep school? Yeah. So I have had, well, each launch I've had about 12 to 16 people join. Cool. Um, And especially like my last time after doubling the price that felt really good to have them come in on that. And like, what else is really interesting Gemma too. And I know you've mentioned this inside like passive project is that every time you launch your other programs tend to sell too. So I've been having great success with sales page prep school, but then also when I launch other things are starting to sell as well. And I put sales page prep school on evergreen, like right after my last launch, I had a handful of students come in just on evergreen, like after doors closed. Uh, So that was really cool to see as well. Yeah, that is so cool. I, people kind of don't believe that that's like a real thing, but um, it does. It's really accurate that when you are, I think what it is, is when you're launching, you are being so much more intentional about talking about what you sell, talking about people paying you money to like buy things from you and the results that you get for people, right? Like often we really shift the content that we're putting out there to being more, basically just more like sale provoking style marketing rather than just often we get stuck in this idea of like, oh, I just need to provide value, provide value, provide value and forget to mention that, no, you know, I do sell things too. And yeah, really like, What's that saying? It's like it rises all boats or whatever. That, yeah. Anyway, like tide lifts all boats. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Something like that. Where you'll get tons of messages for your one-to-one services. And like, I've always found that too. I've actually never really even promoted my a one-to-one stuff because what happens is I'm launching and then however many people reach out for my one-to-one, it books it out. And I never need to talk about it. And like, what a nice side benefit of launching the program. So what is the price point of sales page prep school at this time then since you've doubled it? Yep. Currently it's $9.97 and it was last launch, it was $4.97. So kind of made that jump last last launch. Um, And that felt good. It it was needed. It Mm -hmm. is definitely that higher price. I was myself holding me back. And so, yeah, so that felt good to be able to finally do that. Yeah. But that's okay. Like people, 
I never, I never want people to, to price things so low ball that it actually does you a huge disservice. But what you did was price it in a way that people were excited to come into that first round to get to work with you. You still felt good about, you were still making money in your beta and testing out and validating the concept and building it all out and getting great testimonials and really for yourself, feeling confident in the value that that program provides. So you can feel really great about doubling it and still feel like that's an excellent investment and gives a great ROI for the students. hundred percent. That's totally it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to the launching of the course, any big takeaways from like the process of creating and launching your course, anything that maybe like surprised you? I think not letting myself be a perfectionist was huge for me because we've kind of mentioned it a little bit that I would have just kept improving it and not launching it if I just didn't do it. Um, So that was really big for me. And just knowing that it would improve at every iteration. Um, So that was really big. And then on like a kind of sappier level, I guess, just really realizing like how rewarding it is to be able to help more people at scale. Mm -hmm. Like I really realized how much joy it brings me in helping people like really communicate how amazing their program is when they're like, you know, I wanted to say all these things on my sales page, but I didn't have the words and and now look at what I wrote, you know, so it's been super impactful too. Um, uh, just having like a one to many program. Yeah. So what comes next for you in your business? Like what do, what does the next step look like? Yeah, I am. I'm currently shifting sales page prep school to welcome in copywriters as well. Um, it will still speak to course graders, but I'm kind of putting on like another track to speak to them as well. Um, I'm also uh, kind of changing up the structure of the program, just adding more community, more long-term support, um, like some more year round live components as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of um, what's in the works right now for me. Cool. And you'll continue to have this kind of like education arm of your business and still do some one-to-one copywriting with clients? Yeah, I I think the goal is definitely move more towards the course and like one-to-many offer. Uh, At the same time, I I truly love my one-to-one clients and it helps me kind of stay in the game a little bit too. So even like being able to get to only like one to two big launches per year, Mm -hmm. um, I think would be the perfect combo for me. Cool. Okay. Let's do some rapid fire questions. Uh, okay. Number one, best subject line you've ever used in an email. All right. I went into my vault on this one and I have a handful for you. So I guess not totally rapid fire, but I've got some great ones here. Okay. Um, my list personally loves hearing about like my business roadblocks. Um, I've always been super transparent it, like to my email list. So whenever I have subject lines, like my launch takeaways or um, like even the word embarrassing, or I've said regretting this before, they love soaking these kind of emails up. Um, I also love to ask, I'm like huge on research. So I ask a lot of like feedback surveys and stuff. So I have a, a email goes out that says favor question mark. Mm-hmm. And this is actually a fun tip because I'm really loving like the one word subject lines and also subject lines with question marks. So for that last one, instead of saying like, I need a favor or can you help me with this favor or something like that? I literally just put favor question mark. Um, and that got some really great open rates as well. I love that and one. Yeah. And uh, a couple more. I have a subject called the confession 
And then I also have like a couple of days later, it's a sales email. I have the confession part two. And this one cracks me up because I've actually had people reply to the part two one and be like, I missed the first email. Can you resend that to me? Um, so I, I think that, I, I don't know if it's like the, having the part two on the end of it, which really builds some curiosity and people are like, oh, did I miss something? Uh, so that was has been one that has done really well for me. Um, and then I also have a subject line called the Joey Trebbiani sales page lesson. And which has amazing open rates. I don't know. I, I send out a lot of like friends, memes and like language in my emails. Um, so that one does really well. And then my last one here I have in my evergreen sequence, I have, which I am talking about sales pages during those emails. I have a subject line that reads, maybe you don't need a sales page dot, dot, dot. And it has ridiculously high open rates for that one. Okay. Really good. There's like some key things from what you've just mentioned Mm -hmm. that I'm going to like reiterate uh, for folks. So like one word subject lines using curiosity and question marks, like opening up, you know, a question that they need to open the email to get the answer for two parters and then like references to pop culture. I think those are such good tips. I'm going to use I'm going to test it using the one word subject line because I don't feel like I do that very much. So I'm going to test it and report back. Awesome. Yeah. The the short ones seem to have very good open rates for me. Cool. Okay. Biggest revenue launch you've ever worked on. Because I know you've worked with a lot of different clients. So tell us about, yeah, the biggest one. Cool. Yeah. So I have had my hand in a few bigger launches for sure. I have a, a big photography client who has over 900,000 followers on Instagram, um, which is like double Jasmine star. Like it kind of blows my mind. Um, so we've definitely had some bigger, like multi six figure launches. The last one was over 200 for sure. Um, so that has been super fun to work on. And I also will mention, I have a weaving client. I do not weave at all. I actually <laughs> side note, put myself in the library for a week to learn all about weaving terminology um, because there's a ton of it. (laughs) But I I mentioned this one too, because she has absolutely no social media presence at all. And we had a $140,000 launch very recently together. And it was literally just me and her. So I share this example as well, because it's just kind of proof. It's something that you and I both um, preach about that you really don't need all of the Instagram followers um, and those bright lights, you really just need a very engaged email list. And her email list was one that she'd been growing for a long time. Like, can yep. you give us a sense yep. of roughly the how big it was? How many? Yeah, she has about 6,000, 6 to 7,000 people on her email list. Um, okay, so but still, not, six I, mean, to, uh, I was going to say like six to 7,000, but to make 140K, like that's it, an amazing exactly. return. Exactly. And yeah, it, it blew my mind and it was just such good reassurance because I've always said you really just need to hone in on your email list. And that was just such great proof. Okay. And last question about that particular launch, what was the price point of their program? It, not that high at all. It was all of her weaving programs are around like the $200 mark. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, like a very good, like in real life friend who is in the kind of like creative arts space and sells digital products actually around like hand lettering. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. She, all of her stuff is generally 
by and large, yeah, less than 200 bucks. And like, she has a seven figure a year business. Yeah. Isn't that nice? yeah, it goes so far away is if you have a great offer that people need and yeah. an email list. Yep. That's um, it. That want to buy it. It can do amazing things. Amazing for things. Sure. Okay. So back to sales pages. What is the number one thing that everybody should have on their sales page? I teach something in my programs called the heartfelt close. And it's kind of like my secret sauce section that I teach people to put at the end of their sales page. And it's more about like not finishing your page abruptly with like an FAQ section or 5 million CTAs or like a pricing chart, which I mean, are things that we need on our page. But when we finish like that, it feels very cold and mm-hmm. um, like not much connection. So I teach this heartfelt close and um, it's about like writing a couple just heartfelt lines paragraph at the end of your page. Um, just about the purchase and like what it means to you and what it means to them and really bringing like a human level to your sales page to really help with those connections. Um, So that's really one big thing that I preach about on sales pages. I love that. And if anybody has ever like read any copywriting books or, you know, done some research on copywriting, you know, that people call it the sales letter, right? That's what sales pages That's the original terminology is that it's a sales letter. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you close a letter, right? You close a letter with like some sort of beautiful something at the end, right? You're not just going to leave it with, yeah, to your point, like FAQs or something very like unfinished. Yeah. I love that point too. Like, and in my sales pages, I like have like a handwritten Danny at the knee at the end. Obviously it's just like handwritten font, but it, these little things, it really does feel, make it feel more like a letter. Totally. Okay. So tell us the one thing you wish you hadn't done in your online business that I hadn't done. Okay. This is an interesting one because I have made a lot of mistakes in my business. Last summer specifically, I had a $10,000 migration issue, which really set me back. I had to hire. Yeah, it was awful. I had to hire um, just so much extra help. And like the new software was not working for me. I had migrated all of my funnels and my email marketing over to FG funnels. And I I say it now because spoiler alert, like I absolutely love them now. It has finally all worked out in the end. Uh, But yeah, it was a really big financial burden that I did not expect at all last year. But now I was saying that like some pretty rad positives have eventually come out of it. It did take me like six months to realize it though. Mm. Um, So like every mistake I, I, probably have a lot of these to share, but like, I wish I hadn't done it at the time, but I do believe that it really helped kind of carve my path to where I am now. Like now I absolutely love FG funnels. I will happily speak to it all the time. Um, So I'm really glad I stuck it out, but yeah, tricky at the very beginning when you're going through it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Your idea of like the dream business, like what does that look like for you? Dream business is summers off for sure. Like my very original goal with all of my teachers having our summers off, I'd like to have a three day week work week is the goal. Mm -hmm. And we've kind of mentioned it, like getting my courses to a place that I've really scaled back, only taking on one to two big launches. Um, And then I have kind of my courses as my main business um, and something else that also sounds very dreamy, which I'm really hoping to bring to life and make happen this fall is a... I've been learning Spanish on the side for the last couple of years, like during COVID. Um, So I'm planning to take a trip, like a full immersion and going to Mexico for at least a month, like four to six weeks in the fall um, and really like giving this an honest shot so that, and like having a business that allows me to do that. Um, 
is like the foundation of everything. So that is definitely a dreamy business that I hope to make a very, well, I think you're already here. Yeah. I think you're well on your way. That's cool. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay. Those were really good answers. So just before we wrap up, Um, and you can let everybody know where to find you and all that kind of stuff because you've gone through, like, you're kind of one of those unique students of mine that has like gone through course creator school and the passive projects. You're still in the passive project. You've like learned a lot of my, say like my methodology or my approach to things. What would you say either you can answer this as like, what have been some of your biggest wins as being a student of mine? Or also like, what would you say to someone who's maybe considering joining either of those programs, but is maybe like sitting on the fence? Yeah, I really cannot speak to your programs enough. They've helped me get to my my business to exactly where it is today. So I'll kind of speak to the biggest wins for both of them. Thinking of course creator school specifically, it has really helped me nail down like my course framework, like mm-hmm. you, how you teach your sold method. It really helped me uncover my proprietary process. So it helped me create this. I have what I call now the double pop process. So I have like two pops inside sales page prep school, like prep, organize, perform. And then we move on to perform, optimize personality. And it's really been huge to like to help me teach the uniqueness of how I like how I teach writing a sales page. So you definitely pulled that out of me in course creator school, uh, which has been massive for, for my program. And then thinking about passive project, um, really getting, getting my program on evergreen has been huge. I, and, and that, I mean, is obviously the foundation of passive project. I, <laughs> I always think about, I'm sure you've seen the meme too, where it reads something like, um, you know, when you buy from a small business, there's a real person doing happy dance. Mm-hmm. And I think of that every time, um, you know, a sale comes in, I'm just so, so grateful for you helping me be able to do that and actually making that now passive um, income. So I have a ton of of wins like that from both of your programs. They've both helped me with very specific parts of my business um, that I, yeah, I can't speak Um, high enough of your programs for sure. Oh, thank you. That's really kind. And, you know, it's funny, like, I think everyone, especially when they make that first evergreen sale in passive, like they can't help but come in there and be like, it worked. Like a (laughs) sale happened when I wasn't (laughs) launching. And like literally everyone else in the community is just posting either like a bunch of emojis or funny like memes or gifts or whatever of like like, people dancing or whatever, because we can all relate to that feeling of like, it really does feel like a miracle when that happens for the first time, when it just comes out of the blue because you put a funnel together. And so, yeah, that's such a cool feeling. Yeah. And it's, it's super cool. It's like no smoke or mirrors in how you teach. You kind of give, um, open up the behind the scenes in your business, which is so rare, I believe in our online world. Mm -hmm. Um, so that in itself has been just wins inside your programs. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely like a pull that back the full curtain (laughs) and I'm showing everything, especially inside of passive. I do it in course creator school to a degree, but in course creator school, it's like, you don't want to overwhelm too quickly. So it's more like showing part of like, to get you to that first place of like having launched the program and having that first success under your belt and getting, you know, getting the train out of the 
out of the station or whatever, but then coming into passive, it's like, all right, now it's like the full, the full Monty. So no, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So Danny, where can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do, find out more about sales page prep school, where can we send them? Yep. So I, I hang out on, on Instagram most at dannypage.online. I also do have a free on-demand training to help you improve your sales page conversions. I, I actually am in like a Google doc on this training showing like before and after optimization. So super hands-on and implementable stuff. So you can grab that at offers.dannypage.com slash free training. Cool. We'll make sure that's in the show notes and stuff, but that sounds very cool. Very different from the average webinar, right? You're taking us into a Google doc. People could probably have their own sales page open at the same time, right? And like be making these changes. Yeah. Make it in real time. Absolutely. That's cool. All right. Well, thanks, Danny. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. And everybody, if you are listening to this episode and you happen to have your phone with you, snap a picture of you listening or let us know what your biggest takeaways are and tag us on Instagram. It's at Gemma.bottomcarter and at DannyPage.online. Danny, by the way, is D-A-N-I-P-A-I-G-E.online. And tag us because we'd love to hear from you and share it out to our audiences and connect in the DMs. Uh, So thanks everybody for catching this episode and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Gemma. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes to learn my method on how to do it successfully and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. Or if you've already launched a course and you're ready to scale and go evergreen, it is time to join us inside of the Passive Project, my membership community for experienced course creators. Head to gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash apply to submit an application. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at gemma.bottomcarter. I would love to hear from you. I'll see you next time on The Course Creator Show.